Well, over here in um, beautiful Tasmania uh, for the uh, Tas Racing and uh, Nutrient Equine uh, Yielding Sales. It's on tomorrow, the 26th at Carrick Park Racecourse. But I thought I'd get out and get around and catch up with a few of the locals and legends. Barry Rattray firstly joins me. Firstly, welcome. Thank you very much. Um, thank you for coming on the show. And uh, I literally just drove up the driveway and uh, I really appreciate you, you giving me a bit of the time. Um, firstly, what a beautiful property you've got here. It's a beautiful part of the world, I must say. Yeah, it's a good spot. Um, picked it years ago with Dad, uh, with 15, 20 minutes from the airport, 15, 20 minutes from the centre of Launceston. Um, Mowbray's 30 minutes away and Carrick's 15 or 20 and uh, location, location, they say. Yeah, and just very peaceful and uh, on a day like today when the sun's shining, I know it doesn't always happen like this, but uh, you wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Typical Tasmanian day, mate. <laughs> Good one day, better the next? Yeah, no, some, something like that. We'll get some shockers here. What's the property called? Corralta Park or Corralta Farm? Just just Corralta. Uh, Dad, Dad originally had a uh, farm at Cuckoo at Scottsdale. Um, that was Corrada and everywhere they moved they took Corrada with them and uh, Dad was originally here and, and then I came home from Melbourne and came here and so it stayed Corrada. So you, basically the name came from your dad purchased a property and it was Corrada and that's where it's sort of come from? Yeah, Corrada, Cuckoo's a spot outside of Scottsdale in a, in a valley just underneath the hills and uh, Corrada is Aboriginal for Green Valley far away apparently. Wow. Well, I've learned something, and I reckon some other people have um, have learned it. Uh, how long have you guys been here? Uh, over f somewhere between forty and fifty years. Yeah, yeah. you're not going to count. You don't want to. You don't uh, want to count. For, uh, the kids, are, kids keep getting older. Um, you know, well, Todd was born here. And the others were born before. Todd's 33 or 4 now, so yeah. that's, that's how long we've been here. Yeah, and you obviously took over from Dad. The amount of horses trained off this place um, over the journey, do you ever stop and actually sort of look back and think about some of the names and some of the horses that have come off this place and uh, sort of have a bit of a wry smile? Yeah, look, we were talking about Harjeet this morning, and he's, he's a beautiful horse. He's just, you know, plagued with a few in injuries. He's so big. Um, and, you know, we likened him to Genghis Corrado, who was just a, a mighty trier and, and a great horse. And um, you brought up the conversation with Astral Francais. Yeah, we've been lucky. We've had a lot of nice horses um, and uh, hopefully got a lot more to come. Is there a formula, like, do you have a formula behind it, like yourself and Dad, um, obviously good horse people um, and raise good horses, but is there sort of a little bit of a, something that, you know, you guys follow a bit religiously on, um, you know, either the, the way you raise your horses or the way you prepare them? Do the best. The yeah. best you can do and the best, hope for the best. And, um, and most of those good horses have been raised on this property? Uh, yeah, a lot of them. I, I, I remember um, Gareth, Gareth loved Bowtide, yep. and we all did. Uh, but Gareth in particular would spend a lot of time with him early and the first time we took Bowtide to the trials uh, he hadn't set foot on a float. Uh, he went to Carrickon and lined up to the mobile and turned around and went the other way. But um, he had actually not been on the float before he went to the trials that day. That's, uh, that's amazing. So everything was on this place and he learned everything. How did he trial, actually? I know you said he went the other way, but yeah. did he trial okay? No, he trialed okay. <laughs> uh, he wasn't supposed to trial too good. He went to Burnie a few days later and and uh, they said, what are you going to Burnie for? It's the richest stand and start race in, um, in Australia, the only, yep. only one, of course. Um, and um, um, 
we had a bit bit of a ticket on him at Burnie. Um, and he only won by a head, but he, he still wins. <laughs> they, they don't have to win by... They fight. Bowtide is a, a horse a lot of people, a lot of the younger guys uh, will remember. But, you, you, I mean, as I said, um, Astral Francais, that was a, the name of a horse because um, I actually thought it was a filly, but from memory was just a super tough horse. And I think my memories back then were when you went to Mooney Valley and the Rattray name was there, I was saying to you, and I was being honest, you used to go around and just look at your horses, won the presentation, but... Your horses had a, a name for being big, strong horses and, and doing it tough? Uh, I think we'd sort of, yeah. We, we, of course, didn't take to Victoria, all the ordinary ones we had. We had plenty yeah. of ordinary ones. We took the pick of them, um, and, and he was certainly the pick of them. I remember Dad saying when we loaded up to go to Victoria, he said, do you think he's ready? Uh, he's a, a nice... I remember saying he's the best horse we've ever taken away. Crowd of Gift and, and, the, and Crowd of Bay and all those included, you know. He's the best horse we'd ever taken away. He was a three-year-old. Um, I, I think Genghis at the time was... No, it might have been some one of the others that were super horses. They could zip through this last turn and, and get a quarter. And, and Astral Frontier was just three. He could, he could handle them. You know, oh, serious? You can handle the real good ones. Yep. Yeah. And that's when you realise you had something. Yeah, well, we we got beat ahead in the New South Wales Derby and a neck in the Victorian Derby. He was on the money, but we didn't quite get the big one. Well, they were back in the Halcyon days too. I mean, back that, that was when Tubby Peace, they were at their, their top. They had six, seven horses, Vinnie Knight, and the same thing. Like, um, you know, quite often they'd line up six or seven horses in those. Was it ever daunting to go across there, or was it something that you guys sort of embraced and said, uh, let's go and have a crack? Well, we're still doing that. Um, Victoria's not been Victoria's not been a happy hunting ground <laughs> for us. Um, New South Wales much better. Um, and before I'm done, I plan on being in Victoria one of these days and and um, going out a winner. Is there one race? Uh, no, no, any any of those bigger ones that I do. Have you not like have you not saluted in a in a real big one? Then like a you've always had. I think you had a Victoria. Well, Bowtie, he was a Victoria Cup. You haven't not, haven't saluted any of those sort of big races. No, we haven't. Um, no, we haven't. I, That'll be a head scratcher for a lot of people, but I'm glad it's you saying it, and not me. <laughs> no, no, we. Uh, I, I took prodigious over, and he got beat less than the length, and couldn't get a run in the uh, Victoria Cup. Um, tried to tried to get in the Sheet Street, and he he wouldn't go in, and he didn't want to be in there. And uh, I think he could could have got a bit closer that night, but no, we haven't had any luck much in Victoria. Um, New South Wales has been a happy hunting ground, and. Um, consequently, we've got a place up there, not in Victoria. <laughs> a beautiful Goulburn, or just out of Goulburn, and it's another beautiful part of the world. Not dissimilar to here, a little bit on the fresher side, but not dissimilar to here. Is that one of the reasons you, just, you know, went to that area? Uh, look, it was just a, a matter of finding something that was suitable, um, um, and probably only a uh, 2K down the road is where Vic Frost launched his attacks from, so it was pretty pretty safe it was a reasonable area you know he's another man from back in that same generation who always had a nice horse as well he had a couple of horses called Westburn well, one horse called Westburn Grant went okay didn't it yeah far better than we ever did I'm afraid <laughs> of. We, well we're looking to get there still <laughs> you are well I think you guys are going pretty good I think you're downplaying it uh, Bowtie um, 
you, you must have been blown away with the, the job that he did, not only for the name, but harness racing, especially harness racing here in Tasmania. Um, people sat up and said, geez, they have seriously, seriously good horses. Yeah, Bowtide was the interesting because I think as we're outlawing and we've been to the big dance often enough, we just hadn't won enough of them or any of them, so to speak, really, um, to actually be there on the day and to to uh, knock all the big guns off is, was really a special time for us all, the whole family. Um, but as you allude to, uh, one of the nicest things about those things was that all Tasmania joined in yeah. um, with the, with with what was going on, and and people that we hadn't seen, or you know, and, and even our own family, you know, had got a deaf brother in Western Australia, got more involved than they had done in any any other period of our life, and um, but Tasmania really locked on to bow tied, and and they enjoyed it well. Not as much as we did, but they certainly uh, enjoyed in what uh, had enjoyment out of what was going on. I, th I think he was a he was a revelation in a way too, though, because I know a lot of Victorians, uh, a lot of people. There was no put it this way, there was no one upset that Bowtie won. If you know what I mean, like I don't think anyone ever gets really upset that the good horses win. But I reckon he had a lot more people cheering for him than than you know maybe a horse out of those own states. Yeah, well, I suppose underdogs always sort yeah. of uh, always sort of draw Australian. You know, um, support. Um, I think that's an, the Australian way. Um, you know, the, I, I remember somebody saying he get beating a free for all in in Hobart, and, and he's up there 12 months later winning the in Dominion. Well, there's a number of factors that went into that, and um, you know, uh, and even today, I'm really disappointed. In, that I didn't recognise that Menangle was where he belonged, nowhere else. He shouldn't have went anywhere else. I, I tried. I wanted to race him in other places and, um, rather than anyone else, and um, um, he should never have left Menangle because, in spite of the fact he was a, a little horse and, and turned well and had done all those things, he was just that much better on Menangle when he didn't have to take that last turn. He just yeah, and he just loved that speed and uh, yeah, the, and a little bit of an unusual action if you like. It wasn't it wasn't like you look at him and go, wow, well, I wish I could have a horse pacing like him. But it was just so effective up that 400 metre straight. I, I don't recall him. Um, I don't recall him ever not straightening within a length of him and not being right up to the finish. Yeah. You know, if he he could straighten at the top of the straight at Menangle, he was probably going to win. You know. Yeah. Um, then along comes Ignatius. Um, and do you pinch yourself a little bit that you know, you, you, you're saying there before that you'd never been able to probably achieve it on the big and then you know not that long later here comes Ignatius a little bit of a different horse a beautiful looking horse beautifully presented horse and the likes um, and then he just continues to get the job done for you as well yeah Ignatius I, uh, I Todd Todd got a spell we we had trouble with him when he was really young here um, and, and we and we took him to the races, he was going all right, but nothing flash. Um, and we took him to the races to trial, and I said, just treat it like a trial. And when they straightened up, he just blew them off the, off the uh, track, and um, that was Todd driving him and, and talking about it and working together. Um, and he went round in the heat of the, heat of the sweepstakes. It was a pretty good race. Um, 
and he won again, the same sort of scenario. Um, Todd got a spell and I drove him in the final of the, the what's name and he drew one. So it's a complete different kettle of fish, but we, he developed far enough to, to say tonight's a night, you've got to stand up, you've got to run the gate um, and you've got to finish off. Well, uh, I got off him that night and I said, this is the best two-year-old I've ever driven. Wow. Yeah, and, and, and consequently we took the steps and got to Menangle and, and he became the fastest, he held the record for the fastest two-year-old in Australasia. You didn't change the way you looked after him, obviously, but just that night, I imagine then he was obviously a better racehorse than he was probably a track workhorse, because I wouldn't have thought it would have been the first time you sat on him, but you then just said, we've got something serious here, the feel that he gave you and the way that he did it that night at Tassie. Oh, look, he, look, he, he just was a lovely goer, you know, yeah. he was he was really nice and it, it had to show gate speed and not get out of his gear and, and some maturity, uh, and then just to finish off in second gear nearly and um, you know to win the race quite comfortably um, I mean clearly clearly they don't break two minutes too often down here in the winter and um, it was getting close to the winter and he broke two minutes and uh, I got an idea he went 58 something and uh, which is which is not 51 at Menangle I know but the progression isn't hard to see you know there yeah. Um, he, to me, looking at him, um, you know, I said there before about Bowtie, probably had a, an unusual action. He just looked to float. Uh, yeah. He just looked like he he was just like driving a limousine, people say about just, and he just looked like he was so sweet to sit behind, especially at Menangle. Um, and a couple of times when James lit him up and then almost sat down on him, if you like, the last hundred at Menangle, just cruising line, he just looked like he was just floating in air. Yeah, and that's right. And, and that's that's just about how it was. He... he, he um it was an effortless mo motion, almost like create a gift. Yeah, yeah. Is it was is it how good is he? Like with your the horses that you've had over the journey, um, I imagine Bowtie's probably. I won't say he's your best one, but he's probably got a special spot in your heart because of what you said there before. But where does Ignatius sit for you guys? Oh, look, he, uh, <laughs> um, you go through him, and it's not easy probably no. to finish in the top half a dozen. But he's got to be in that. You know, to go to Menangle and get a a record, Australian record at Menangle as a two-year-old is pretty flash and he just went on and done a reasonable job afterwards Not probably not quite as good as we'd hoped but we all hope for those things otherwise we wouldn't be in this game would we? No, he was a super awesome I saw Toddy's house is um, named Ignatius Lodge I think so uh, he obviously meant a lot to Todd and probably young man setting up the prize money coming in would have been good but I would also imagine the ride and probably sharing it with his brother would have been something pretty special Yeah well um, the kids as they got older everyone bred a horse each year um, you know so they so that was Todd's and he yeah. was Todd's Todd's horse all, all the way through so um, I think they I've seen a card where he's won eight hundred thousand now. It's not it's not a bad start. No. That's no, a good good start. Um, then last year, and, and look, it's probably one of those things we need to make sure people are aware of. These horses, um, any Taz bred horse is actually eligible to compete in the Tassie race, which these yearlings are going through the sales. A lot of those are as well to be able to then get uh, a vote. Like if you win that race, 
you're then eligible to partake in the Eureka because Taz Racing have a, a have a slot. Um, <laughs> fair to say you guys were well and truly the underdog. There was a lot of uh, comments about the horse um, going across there. Magician is the horse we're, we're, we're talking about. That underdog, we talked about Bowtie and that recently. Did you guys relish that and say, well, hang on, we've already been here. We understand what, a, what, what this part's like. Did, did you guys actually relish that part of it? I think you could say that. I was pretty keen to ring um, Gareth Hall up and ask him uh, was he prepared to put a million up to see if he could, if he get, wouldn't get lapped. <laughs> the get lapped bits that Gareth Hall put forward the day after we qualified um, stuck in us in our mind a bit. So we we're pretty pretty pleased not to get lapped. We we're pre prepared to put some money up, which the boys told me not to ring him. So <laughs> Gareth, the message is here. He watches this, don't worry about that. He'll probably watch this if someone tips him off, don't worry. Yeah, no. Um, so we worked it out. He only had to run about a 240 bat for the journey. And if he'd have been prepared to put the million up, that would have been a good million earned. <laughs> but, like, I mean, I think it was a trial. There was a trial, I think, um, of the Victorian horse, whose name's just left me at the minute. He was, and there was this, all this, this rage about, you know, how good this horse is going to trial. Captain Ravishing. Captain Ravishing, that's exactly right. And, um... It was only a couple of little comments were put in. Hang on, how good did the Tassie horse go in that trial? And a few people then started to sit up and, and acknowledge him. Obviously, it strikes a little bit of a call when people say negative things, but the, the underdog title, did that worry you at all? No, it didn't worry. It annoyed us. Yeah. <laughs> it annoyed us, and then uh, I've got to, got to admit some of the comments about people being in and all those sort of things. So, um, it was a little annoying. Um, however... Um, racing is racing and um, uh, the concept of the race was something that we all have to get used to a little bit um, but I remember when they announced the race I said I got the right horse I got the horse um, one that can stay uh, and uh, you know and that's that's was our concern all along that that uh, and I remember that in the race I'm watching the race and I'm saying they're not going hard enough Yep. They're not going hard enough. Yep. They should have went harder down the back, and um, he would have finished even closer, I think. But uh, on, on what was a terrible week for him, he played up bad and didn't handle the retention barn and played up in the stalls before the race and all those sort of things. Um, uh, he did an enormous job um, to just to, just to go like he did. Uh, we th we still think there's better things in store for yeah. him because uh, uh, he is picking up the speed, um, which we knew was a problem all along. Um, but when they really get in and go, and when when everybody else is hurt, and he'll still be coming. Two questions. So I'll ask about where he's at and that in a sec. Um, people will be wondering that. Uh, did you get away and just sit on a little? park bench at some point in time and 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 have a wry grin on your face afterwards when he did perform so so well i mean you obviously wouldn't have been running around doing fist punts pumps but did you did you get the chance to just sort of say oh, we've showed a few people today we're we're not uh, just here tassie battlers oh look i don't think we were looking to show a few people we were just uh, you know we were just we're there doing our best um yeah. same as everybody else yep. um and you know um to um, to have received a bit of uh, rubbish talk, if you like, um, and come out on top, it probably makes it a little sweeter. But wasn't wasn't in our mind as much as just 
going and doing the best we could. As a long-time harness person, does that trash talk frustrate you when it's negative like that? I don't mind trash talk. I think sometimes, you know, you can have a bit of fun and it, it can jazz things up. But to be negative to a horse that hasn't set foot on a track and set foot against those other horses, um, do you find that, like I, I personally, I do. I'm happy to put it out there. I think, you know, we need to be respectful. Different if you have ran last to all of those horses and got beat 100 and something metres or things like that. But does that does it annoy you that, and it's probably one of the negatives of our sport? Yeah, on the... At the time, and I look, I don't want to make no. any more than we have of it. Um, as much as I wanted a shot at Gareth, yeah, well, you've got it. That part's okay. Um, but I, but I think people need to be aware. You don't don't you don't have to go any further. But like, people need to be aware that it it actually does cut a little bit deep, and and people need to be aware of some of the things they do say about you know horses and that. Especially, you guys are going over there in the biggest race for the for ever two million dollar race, and it's all about positive promotions and things like that. We've got to be aware of actually what we're doing, don't we? Well, I sort of liken it a bit to the person that's got one horse yeah. um, and, and you know we've been around with you know it's not going to bother us too much we're still going to go and do the best but I liken it to somebody with one horse, the one opportunity in their life and and somebody's, somebody who has no skin in the game uh, shooting them down yeah. um, without any prior knowledge to what's going on um, I, I recall uh, comments about you know these horses shouldn't be in the race. Rah, rah, rah. Well, they earned their spot in the race. So get on with it. Yeah, I think in cipher, yeah. people sort of said, "I'll last horse in." Yeah, you know, they're just oh, they're just taking a horse. Well, they had a bit of egg on their face after that as well, didn't they? Yeah, that's what horse racing's about, isn't it? Uh, absolutely. Where's he at? Where's he um, at at the minute? And and you know, what are your main aims with him? Well, we, we're looking to go around in the better races and uh, up there, and um, he's we. Trying to ease him in, he was—he's a 20-start menangle free-for-aller. Yeah. Um, he hasn't had the race experience. He hasn't had the, and he had probably a few more starts than he was gonna get to four-year-old. He, like he's a slow development horse. He's a—he's a big, awkward sort of a bugger, and um, um, so he's—so he's just—he's run a couple of good seconds. Probably should have won one, um, you know. But we seem to think his foot's on the till. Um, but highlighted by Mac Da Vinci beating him the other day, lacks the real turn, real turn of speed, you know. But that might come to him with the more racing he does at Menangle because they they either have to learn that or they or they don't measure up, don't yeah. they? Well, it, like he's clocked personally clocked a couple of twenty sixes, and yep. you know, um, as I say, when they really put the foot down, when they're looking for tickets, he'll be about. Have you got another? Smoky and Ignatius, a bow tied, a magi- magician, uh, of Astral Francais. Have we got one of those coming through at all? Uh, Nyack had a really good year last year. Nyack's a really nice horse, um, but I don't, I don't know whether he's quite there. You know, he has enough speed. Yep. Whether he has the depth or not um, is yet to be seen. Uh, he's, he'll come back a year older and a year stronger, hopefully. And um, from there on in, we're we're, st- we're still searching for him. The, up there everywhere and foals and mares in foal and all those sort of things. The search be- the search continues. Barry, I reckon I could sit here and talk to you all. I love your passion uh, and your honesty and I think um, we need more people like that. Uh, Tassie Racing, you, you, you love it. You're very, very proud Tasmanian. You always, you always have been and I think you will continue to be. You're going to keep fighting the fight for, for it. Um, I appreciate your time. Um, the sales tomorrow, you'll be, you'll be there, I gather. You've got horses racing. Have you got horses racing tomorrow? I uh, got a couple of racing, and uh, yeah, we'll be there and having a look. Um, 
I, I don't think we're, we've got eight two-year-olds already, you know, for yearlings. Um, so it, I'm not sure that we'll be perched. You've got to round it up to, you got to round it up to ten. You need yeah. another two. Yeah, <laughs> I'm getting older. <laughs> and things aren't as easy as they used to be. And um, But we'll see. We'll be there. There's, they actually have put together quite a good yeah. small cat, uh, catalogue. Um, but I, I looked at a number of them last night and a number of them look really good and pretty well bred from good families, you know. Um, uh, the Ark, Ark family that went to Queensland, which is a Tasmanian family, they done, they did great in Queensland. There's a couple of them there. Mickey O's out of that family, yep. you know. There's, there's, there's enough good Tasmanian breed still left here in Tasmania to uh, to find plenty of good horses. There's two actually out of your family. Um, I forgot her name, but Bowtie's mother, um, or Goose Gauss or Goose. What's, what's Goose it? Bush. Goose Bush. Uh, and there's two there. I think Brooke Hammond's got one, and um, Mel's got one. Melissa Main. Yeah. Um, she's. They both got ones, and they're, like I mean that. They, those pedigree pages stand up anywhere. It doesn't matter where they are. They could be on the mainland. They could be anywhere. It's just great families, and um, I've seen both horses, and the turnout of them both is just outstanding. Uh, yeah, I think the point I'm making is it's not just that family. No. There's 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 the Ark, no, 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 the, the Ark family. Hey, wrap your own family as well, though. <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah, I know they look all right on in the book. Um, if we need to find another one in there, if we're looking. Um, but there's a lot of other good families in, in there also. Um, you know, and as I point out, the we've got the Weona branch. Yep. I see selling down here, and somebody's bought a mare from there. So that that's. That's outstanding breeding, you know, so there's just plenty in it. You say about that, that actually is a lather-up colt. Um, there's a, the best lather-up filly in uh, North America last year was a mare called, I'm going to get this wrong, Rose Run Zoe, I think it is. She won just short of 200000 I think it was $196,000 in the US. And she's actually a lather-up out of a Badlands Hanover mare with a good pedigree page on her side, exactly the same as the lather up. The only difference is the sex. Uh, this bloke's a colt, um, and the other one was a filly, but it is a proven cross that does work. And as you say, so it's a New South Wales line that stands up, but it's also a line that works in North America. So, I mean, people need to sit up and have a good look at the catalogue. There's some outstanding types in there. Yeah, no doubt about that. I mean, you know, and the point you make is, is very valid. You know, I, I hope they have a good day tomorrow. Uh, I'm pretty confident that they will. Um, you know, Melissa's filly out of Hoofy is outstanding. Yep. Um, she, no, she's a Captain Crunch. Yes. Oh, I had a look at her, just beautiful. And there's a, there's a, the, Brooke Hammond has, has got a number in there that are, that are, that are good types of horses and, you know, they should have a real good day tomorrow. The Stay Hungry's down by the seasides, always be Mickey's, Captain Crunch's, Capped Midnight, Poster Boy, uh, you know, these are sires that you know everyone wants to get a part of. So it's 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 really really cool. Uh, just very quickly, I, there is one thing I, I've forgotten about. You get your breeders' bonuses here in Tasmania, so it's ten thousand dollars of that. Six thousand dollars goes to the winning connection. Your two-year-old races are a minimum of fourteen thousand dollars, so you pick up nine grand. So if you win in a Tasmanian race and get your bonus as a two-year-old, nine thousand dollars first, and then you get six. But these horses out of this sale, they also get a five thousand dollars sale bonus on top of that. It's ridiculous incentives, isn't it? Like you're just shy of twenty thousand dollars for your first win. It's ridiculous. You don't tell everyone. <laughs> How are we going to get a hold of them if they, if they, if you tell everyone about it? Oh, no, oh that's half my job. I've got a spruik, yeah. so I have to. No, no, good point. And um, it's something that 
that uh, we at Botra are pretty proud of. Our, when we started working on the Tasbred bonuses, they were $200 for your first win. Yeah. Um, you know, so we... Over the years, um, Botra, you know, which I've been part of, uh, have worked very hard to ensure that our bonuses come up, that our size stakes, I remember saying that we'd get our size stakes from $12,000 to fifty, and it's now sixty, uh, and we're still working on them, those things going up. So, um, yeah, Queensland have got a better better size stake system than ours, but ours is the next best, I think. I totally agree, and I come from Victoria, and I can openly say this. I'm frustrated with how ours is going, and I look at yours. Anyone question what I said there with the uh, Tassie one two, the of the of the it's a ten thousand dollar bonus, but six thousand dollars. So anyone that purchases this horse will get six thousand. Yeah. The other the other four thousand goes to the breeders, so they won't get that part. But it is six thousand dollars cash in the winning connections um, um, pocket, which is which is awesome, and it's good for Taz racing. And then because you're Taz bred, you're eligible to get in those races. And who knows, in two or three years' time, you might be going around the which is what you guys have been able to do the first year run and well done for that too making the field the first year and again all those runners in that field that's the first year in a two million dollar race richest race in the world it's it's a mighty achievement uh, cap off to taz racing here and, and they we formed a, a qualification race which was the bow tide yep. uh, which was an eighty thousand dollar race um, the bow tide had three or four nice three-year-olds in it and said those four-year-olds Mickey O and Magician and there was a, the other names elude me just right yep. at the moment um, but that race went round and I think the Magician won my neck or something like that and the two three-year-olds worked home really well after getting in a little bit of trouble and uh, that race left more questions than answers so for Tasmania, for Tasmania it really was an outstanding uh, race, and it was outstanding as far as we considered outstanding result. But it was, but with more questions being asked after the race than before the before the race, it leaves us in a really good position. Buzz, thank you. Um, hopefully we're still recording. Yes, we are. It cuts out after a period of time, but I was hoping. I'm like, I hope this is still going, and it is. Thank you very much. Uh, next time I come over, I reckon I might uh, do a lot more homework, get all of the history, and.